Welcome to New Life with Adam Camp. This podcast is a ministry of Rosemont Baptist Church in LaGrange, Georgia. Please visit us on the web at rosemontchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Well, again, good morning to you. Delighted to see you. I am your substitute preacher today. I told him in the other services that uh, when I was in years ago in college, uh, Dr. Waits Henry was the president of LaGrange College at that time. And we were in some convocation and the guest speaker failed to show up. Now, if any of you have any remembrance of Dr. Uh, Waits Henry, he was a gifted speaker and so they very next thing they did just turn to him and say you're going to have to take his place so he comes up he delivers the message but before he did that he said you know I've been a substitute so many times I'd never go to a hanging (laughs) Uh, and I'm getting that way too I've been a substitute so many times recently that I I wouldn't dare go to a hanging Uh, well anyway I'm glad to be with you glad to be here to share uh, message with you. I'm so proud of the mission teams that are going and sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to, to the ends of the earth. Uh, there are, uh, th- we, we're right in the middle of uh, Easter season. Uh, just because Easter happened last Sunday does not mean that the uh, elongation of Easter has ceased. No, it, it extends. And in fact, Pentecost uh, the day of Pentecost, which is uh, 50 days following Easter, and that is, I believe, May the 17th, uh, is, and we're seven days closer to uh, Pentecost. Pentecost was, is really the time that the church was born, you know. Uh, when the Holy Spirit of God came down and and, and feel the people, and they understood the message, they shared the message, and uh, really the church was born at that, at that time. And Easter is, I will tell you, Easter's the best thing going. It's celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There is, there is no other event in all of human history that compares with the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. I realize that Christmas and all of the other uh, events in Christ's life were such, but it was Easter, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ that put the stamp of God's approval upon the sacrifice. It was God's way of saying, I accept the sacrifice of my blessed son, and I have given a perfect gift for the redemption of sin. And that's the best thing going. You are so blessed, if so be that Christ is your Lord and your Savior. You're so blessed if you are are counted as a child of God, and he he is your Lord, and he is your Savior. And I, I'm here to sort of 
share that with you and, and call to remembrance some of the things that may be on the back shelf. You know, we got some awesome promises and memories and events in our lives that have, have great importance in our lives, but we don't keep them in the forefront of our mind all the time. We're not constantly thinking about them and celebrating. But on that shelf behind us, probably, we have such treasured uh, remembrances uh, that need to be brought forth that seems to spur us into a, another, another level of Christian commitment and dedication. And I want to sort of stir that. I don't, uh, I don't ever preach just to substitute. I don't ever preach just to be preaching. I preach with the expectation that somebody is going to be saved this morning. I preach with the expectation, if they're not going to be saved, have already saved, that they're going to be moved out of their state of mediocrity and moved in the forefront for Christ, which then does great things for their, their own individual lives and their families and the community in which we're living. Now, I want to read to you some scripture and uh, that sort of sets the pace for what I want to share with you this morning. In Philippians, the third chapter, you can look at that uh, on your, in your Bible, but I think we have it uh, uh, projected for you here. And I'm just going to go ahead and start reading. You can do the Holy Shuffle if you like, but I'm going to read it to you right quick. Like, okay. The Apostle Paul writes concerning Jesus and his resurrection and he says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing his su- in his suffering, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. The Apostle John writes in the 11th chapter, the 25th, 26th verses, he said, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will, uh, in, in, believes in me will live even though he is, he dies. And whosoever lives and believes in me will never die. I want to also read to you uh, a portion that the uh, physician Luke wrote as he was associated with the Apostle Paul. And he depicts the uh, resurrection story. And I, that's what I'd u- like to use for my text this morning. In Luke, the 24th chapter, the scripture says, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices that they had prepared and went to the tomb. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And while they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in white in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood before them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen. He said, remember how he told you 
while you were still, he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. May God add his blessings to the reading of his word and your your understanding. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, now I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. You know, I said to you, I, I hope to cause you to remember. Remember some of those blessed treasures that you have in your life. Uh, a Sunday school teacher told this as being a true story. She said that she was trying to emphasize the resurrection of the Lord and she told the little preschool class uh, about Jesus being buried and, and uh, she said she asked the question to the class, what did the angel say to the women when they came to the tomb uh, to take care of Jesus' body? And a little girl in the middle said, I, I know, I know, I know. And she said, okay, darling, what did the angel say to the women when they came to take care of the body of Jesus? She said, I know, he, they said, He is not here. He is in prison. Uh, uh, Children, awesome. She was half right. He was not there, but he certainly wasn't in prison. He was setting the captive free. He was risen. And we can say, he is not here. He is risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This was, this was a, even the day of resurrection was a low day for the disciples. They had not heard. They were tucked away somewhere. They were, they were agonizing. You got, try to imagine with me. They were, they were to Jesus in three years, so, so close to him. They had a love for Jesus like spouses love one another. They had a commitment to Jesus like spouses have. And like children love parents and parents love children. You got to understand that they were with Jesus. And Jesus was not just man, but Jesus was God. Incarnate. And Jesus couldn't help being who he was, just like we can't help being who we are. Jesus would sit among those disciples and he would just exude his presence and his power and lives would change. Just like the woman who touched the hem of his garment. Didn't say a word, didn't even touch him, but just got in the vicinity of him and touched the hem of his garment. She was healed. He exuded something and experienced an event in their lives that they had never experienced before. And they were, re- they were just having an awesome, marvelous time with him, even watching him heal 
watching him speak life into the, to the dead. Then all of a sudden, he was crucified. I mean, it's something he had been talking to him about, but you don't believe that. You don't believe that something as good and awesome and, and promising as he was could ever be crucified, could ever be put to death. But in rapid succession, after the Garden of Gethsemane, in rapid succession, he finds himself on the cross. They find themselves destitute. There's, there's our king. There's our teacher. There's our friend. That, there's my life on the cross. And he's dead. And they put him in a, in a borrowed tomb. And they scatter like rats from a ship, sinking ship, hiding themselves because it's all over. We can't believe that something like this has happened. It's all over. What's going to happen to us now? Deepest, deepest of destitution. Some of you, some of you have experienced the death of a spouse, a child, somebody that was so dear to you. And I want to tell you, there's nothing quite like death to weight you down. And these disciples were weighted down. I think about a story out of history, world history, that sort of ties us in, lets us sort of feel some connection there. In June of 1815, uh, Lord Wellington of England was going up against Napoleon Bonaparte, France. The ships leave port. They're going to do battle against Napoleon, who has been trying desperately to conquer their nation. And about the time that they, they figured that something has happened, they were waiting for an answer. What has happened? Has Napoleon beaten us? Has Lord Wellington won? What's happening? Nobody knew. See, there was no television, <laughs> no radio, no, no Morse code, no, no, no nothing. I mean, you, you just, you had to see it and be there. And watchers had their place on mountains, down along the seashore. Any place that they could watch where the ships may be coming in to get some word. For days they watched. Then all of a sudden, one, one day, on a cloudy, foggy day, a ship came on the horizon. And they didn't know, but they watched. And they watched and they watched until all of a sudden they could see the semaphore, the, the flagman on the ship. And that's the only means of communication. And normally that was to help to signal for guiding them into port or sending a distressed message. But here was the flagman sending his signals back and forth. And somebody spotted it and they saw 
Lord Wellington defeated, and then the fogs moved in, and and the first to see it shouted down, Wellington's defeated, Wellington's defeated, and it traveled like wildfire, and that was through human voice and people, and, and as they were sharing the story, their spirits were broken. Everybody that got the news was so down, so broken, so destitute. And they kept watching, kept watching in the signal for that signalman. All of a sudden, the fog broke just as, as it had come in. And the signal was Wellington defeated the enemy. Oh my goodness. And they started shouting, and Wellington's defeated the enemy. And the word went forth and what was total destitution turned into jubilation. The victory was there. And I think about those disciples. When they saw Jesus placed into that tomb, all they heard was the Jesus defeated. Jesus is defeated. Jesus is defeated. But then all of a sudden on that Easter morning when those women went to that tomb and they found the angels there that said, why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here. He is risen. And they go and they start knocking on doors and shouting, Jesus has defeated the enemy. He is not there. He is risen. He is alive. And he is alive today. And I think about that. I think what an awesome spiritual roller coaster that must have been. But that is our Lord at work for you and for me. Uh, if I have a sermon title, I guess it would be, it is time for us to remember. And as I share with you, I, I, I don't just substitute for nothing. I expect somebody to wait to the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to share something with you. And I want you to try to take it with you. And that is, I want you to remember that your past and your present and your future sins are forgiven because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The strength of the resurrection will forgive your past, present, and future sins. The Bible says, because of our sins, Jesus was handed over to die. And he was raised to life in order to put us right with God. You are so, you and I are so rich. You and I live in a society that probably never had the inward pressure as much as it does today on your time and your energies and what you consider to be important. In America, we have had terrible, terrible 
terrible time, worse, much worse times that we have today. We have had so less blessings that we have today. But I don't believe that uh, as far as uh, the, Im- the pressure of outside world that just sort of implodes our spirit, uh, we need a gigantic God. We need a gigantic, awesome, dynamic power to live and to walk the walk of Jesus Christ today. One of the hardest things for people to do is to face their sins of the past. I suppose that the sins of the past keep more people from committing themselves to a, uh, a lively expectation of the Lord Jesus Christ and a lively witness program, ministry in their own lives. Because they keep remembering the sins of the past. We have a hard time with that. But I want to tell you, uh, you're living with an extra burden in your life if that is your situation. If that is keeping you from being a dynamic witness for the Lord, if that is keeping you from being on the cutting edge for Christ, you can forget that. I can just stop right now and let you talk to the Lord about your sins of the past. If so be that God has redeemed you with his blood and he's going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. He has moved your sins as far as the east is from the west and he hasn't even stopped. They just keep going. They're just further and further and further away because he doesn't remember them anymore. You're free. You've been set free by the Death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He has promised it. He took your sins, my sins, upon himself. Not only the past, but the present. You can't help from sinning because you're immortal. You can't help from sinning because you're not perfect. Paul talks about, I strive to get these things, but I find myself, I know I'm not perfect and I never will be perfect, but I continue to seek after this relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, you can know a new life, a better life, a a comforting life to know that your sins are paid for, those that you haven't even committed in the future. And if you're you're like me, you know you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to make some sin. You're going, I know, listen, talking about sin in this society is not socially, politically correct. But it makes no difference. Sin is sin, whether it's in America or whether it's on the other side of the world or whether it's in 2013 or it was in 1850. Sin is sin. And it must be dealt with until God decides to change his word on how salvation works. Confess your sins and I will forgive your sins and I will save your soul. It's all the same thing. I want you to remember that. I want you to remember that you don't have to pay for your sins. You and I have an awesome, blessed Savior who took it all upon himself. And that ought to make us all the more grateful to him. I want you to also remember. I want you to also remember that the resurrection gives you power for present day living. You see, at Pentecost, which happens 50 days after the resurrection. They were all gathered there from every nation. 
then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit of God comes down upon them. And they were, they were different people. They were dr- marching to a, a different drummer's beat. And their way of dealing was altogether different because the fruit of the Spirit was in and each and every one of their hearts and lives. He came not only to be an external support, but he came to be an inward presence and exude as Jesus did, exude the very presence of Jesus. It is your challenge today to so live your life that Christ invests in your life and he exudes the hope of glory. Jesus is the hope of glory. That he exudes the hope and the power. It will change your life and the life of those around you. And be a blessing in your own community. I want you to remember that you don't have to pay for your sin. You can't pay a price equal to the dastardly deeds of your sins. Jesus does. The resurrection guarantees that. And the resurrection also gives you power through the presence and power of the Holy Spirit to live in a sinful world and be a reflection of glory. And the final thing that I would like for you to remember, that's not all. I might give you a lot of things I want you to remember, but I'll just give them to you a few at a time right here. One of them is I want you to remember that the resurrection, it was the resurrection that gives you hope for a future destiny. A hope for a future destiny. As I, as I looked into the faces of uh, some of those uh, individuals that had lost family members, uh, lost spouses or children and so forth this day, uh, that that would be a oh that would be an unbelievably horrible situation to face the weight of death with no hope. But the resurrection gave you hope, gives hope for your future destiny. Now let me tell you something about the word hope. The word hope in the scripture is a different word than we use in the English language. We wear that word out. I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. I hope the sun shines tomorrow. I hope she comes to to see me. I hope he does this. I hope they do. Hope? No. The hope in the scripture was, it was the assurance, he is my hope. Because I'm attached to him, he is my certainty. He is my surety. And there is no guesswork about it. He is my assurance. The scripture says, by his power, God raised Jesus from the dead. And he will raise us also. By his power. His power. 
God raised Jesus from the dead. And look at this. And he will raise us also. Romans says, we are heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ, if so be that Christ is our Lord and our Savior. You know what that means? The self-same God that raised up Jesus will raise you also. The self-same Father in heaven that loved Jesus as his Son and paid a price that you and I cannot pay is the same God that loves you and pays the price for you. 62 years ago, three years ago, 63 years ago, was my spiritual birthday. I was 12 years old. I was standing in a pew with my dad on Easter Sunday. And on that Easter Sunday, he stepped out into the aisle and went forth to give his heart and his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when he got to the preacher and took his hand, I ran into him because I was right behind him. He and I accepted Christ as our personal Lord and Savior that day. He and I were baptized at the same time in the coldest water God ever created. (laughs) They moved the pulpit out of the way and they took a hook and raised open the door that was in the floor he would, he would stand on the door preaching. I opened that door and I looked down in there and it was the bottomless pit. It was cold water. We went down into the water and I was baptized. Uh, I remember that. That was a, a, a rememberable experience. I don't remember a whole lot about what the preacher said. I just remember it was cold. We need something to remind us of those things worth remembering. And I praise the Lord that I was baptized in the coldest water he ever created. And that reminds me every time I talk about baptism that he paid a price for me that I could not pay. And my dad set a pace for me as he walked out and gave his heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. His son did also. He led me to do something that I don't know whether I would have done without his leadership. And I want you parents to know, I want you children to know that the greatest single event in your life is the moment that you recognize the fact that Jesus Christ is your Lord and your Savior and your only hope for eternity. There's a lot of other things that'll pass your way. But this event cannot be minimized and it cannot be substituted for. 
Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, then believe also in me, for in my Father's house are many mansions. And he said, If that were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And I, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And Jesus said, now where I go, you know in the way you know. And one of the disciples, Thomas, spoke up and said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. We don't know the way. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes unto the Father by me, but by me. You remember that. You remember that when you hear heretics talking. You remember that when you read things that doesn't jive with your Bible. You remember that when you see movies that do not compare with what you know scripturally. We will hold to the word of God until he comes again and sets all things right in our lives as he promised to do. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I, I thank you for the, the blessed privilege of sharing uh, your word and a, and a word of hope to your people. And that hope is Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, I wish that I knew the heart of each and every person here. But I don't, but you do. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would provide just exactly the wooing the sweet touch and the sweet invitation that men and women, boys and girls, would come to you for the free pardon of sin and would come to you, Lord, that they might find life here and in the life to come. And I pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand where you are. This is your part of the service. You have heard. Now what will you do with Christ's invitation to come to him? Come. Come without delay. Come. Come. He will revive you. Thank you for joining today's sermon. We would love to hear how today's message blessed you. Use the Contact Us link on our website at rosemontchurch.org. God bless.